You have to have a thick skin to participate on the internet, but that doesn't extend to threats of murder. Self-defense. Self-awareness. Self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com and themartialist.net. Uh, I am your host, the aforementioned Phil Elmore. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the intro. The beeping and blurping you hear in the background is my phone, which I refuse to silence because there's something wrong with me. Okay, today we're going to talk about a topic with which I have extensive experience, and that's because I am stupid. I am a very, very stupid human being, uh, and I have, over the course of my life, made many enemies by picking fights with weirdos. There was a time in my life when I used to do a lot of what I would call muckraking martial arts journalism. Criticizing people in the martial arts creates enemies. It creates lifelong enemies. It creates enemies who will never, ever leave you alone. It's a mistake. Don't do it. And I say this as someone who has done that repeatedly. Early in my career, I became briefly enamored of the idea of, you know, speaking truth to power and making sure that everyone knew that so out there somewhere someone was wrong on the internet or lying or, or faking or whatever. And that was a mistake. If I had it to do all over again, I might create a pseudonym and insist that that was my real identity. Maybe I already did. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the reality is that when you make enemies you will get threats and you will get stalked and you will get doxxed or worse you'll have people threatening to stalk and dox the members of your family these things will happen and have happened to me multiple times i somebody asked me about my history with that not that long ago and i went looking for an old article that i wrote on worldnet daily um let me see if i can find it right now let's see World Net Daily, Phil Elmore, Cowards Who Want Me Dead. Here it is. Oh, and of course, Google has this thing where it doesn't like, um, uh, it doesn't like World Net Daily, so it will tell you that this site may harm your computer, and it stops you from going from search results to World Net Daily, because World Net Daily is easily the most conservative website on planet Earth. I wrote for them for eight years. I wrote news articles for them. I wrote a, a weekly technology-oriented column. This was in 2010, in November 11th, 2010. I wrote, the first time I received a death threat, I was a college student. The threat was relayed to me through a series of telephone conversations. There was no internet yet, as we now understand and use it, which meant the individual who threatened me couldn't send an email or post cryptically and ominously on some social networking site. At the time, I filed a deposition with the local police department. I did so not because I was afraid for my life, but because I was advised that a paper trail would protect me. I might need it, I was told, if I killed my attacker in self-defense when and if he showed up on campus again. Um, Fortunately, nothing came of that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The article goes on. Uh, I, at the time, I was writing about a contestant who had received death threats through the Internet. Um, then I told the story of Jennifer Petkov, the inhuman 33-year-old mother who admitted to taunting the dying 7-year-old daughter of a neighbor with whom the cruel Petkov had been feuding, and she has received a, had received, this was 2010, a slew of Internet death threats in response to public coverage of her behavior. Um, in Illinois, a woman targeted by Glenn Beck, targeted in air quotes, uh, 
let's see, has filed a report with the FBI after receiving internet death threats. She apparently declined a request to begin a political debate with a recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance, and it was this act that brought her to the attention of Beck's Fox News commentary show, which tells you when all this happened. So that coming out is how she ended up uh, getting, uh, you know, death threats and, and so on. Uh, so the article goes on. There's a, I'm looking for a specific example. Um, I wrote, I have more than once received threats in email or posted online. After my columns on fluoride drew the wrath of conspiracy theorists, I received many invitations to consume poison and die for daring to express my opinion. More than one martial artist irritated by my editorial work in that field has used the internet to let me know about it too. Some threatened to file frivolous lawsuits, others simply threatened. Now, again, this was uh, a decade and a half ago. Recently, a well-known martial arts figure offended by my work encouraged his fans to file false abuse reports with the social networking sites I use, an act of interference with my business that has prompted me to file legal action of my own in response. He did not enjoy that. Um, not satisfied with these petty tactics, however, the same individual took to his discussion forum saying, you know, the problem is that expletive sucking little expletives like Phil Elmore are allowed to live at all. He went on to exhort his followers to quote-unquote fatwa me, wipe him out, destroy him utterly, this fellow wrote, expletive him up. Uh, if A better editor would put beeps in there for all that, but I'm not going to do that. Um, after giving this person an opportunity to retract his threatening statements, uh, which his followers subsequently tried to spin as a joke or a prank, I filed a report with the Internet Crime Complaint Center. IC3 is a partnership between the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the National White Collar Crime Center, and the Bureau of Justice Assistance, whose mission it is to serve as a vehicle to receive, develop, and refer criminal complaints regarding the rapidly expanding arena of cybercrime. That did not go well for him either. Um, to boast a death threat online is among the most cowardly things a person can do, as these pusillanimous acts, wow, I, I use a lot of 10-cent words when I'm writing these columns, become more common. Facilitated by modern technology, we must increase our personal vigilance. We must also respond to such threats with vigor and with conviction, using every legal option to make those who threaten us pay for their crimes. A death threat is an act of terrorism. We must never let terrorists intimidate or silence us. We must never, through inaction or capitulation, allow terrorists to win. And that's correct. Um, that's still correct. I, I wish I was better at taking my own advice because I've made many mistakes that apparently I knew a decade and a half ago not to make. There was a martial arts guy who actually printed my face out on a piece of paper, taped it to a pumpkin, and then destroyed the pumpkin and the picture of my face with the keychain self-defense device that he was selling at the time that I had given a bad review to because I am not a fan of key flailing. I think it's stupid. I thought the self-defense keychain he was marketing was stupid. I said so. That was a mistake. I never should have done that. I never... I, I've since changed my policy on reviews somewhat. Like, in some cases, I'll still give a, a product a negative review. Like, there was a, a women's self-defense target. Um, it was... Tiger Woman or something like that. I'd have to look it up on my own website. But it's like this little claw thingy that you wear on your finger, and it's supposed to be something that you can, as a woman, when you're jogging or whatever, have to claw your attackers if someone tries to mug you. It's gimmicky, it's stupid, it's hard to use, it's ineffective. I didn't like it, so I said so. I don't think the inventor of the 
tiger woman self-defense device is going to come after me for saying so. I did, however, get a lot of really negative comments on that article from people telling me that I was a sexist and a chauvinist and all this other stuff because I thought this women's self-defense device was wrong and bad. Um, I might counter that with the statement that I would like women to successfully be able to defend themselves, so I would like them to choose articles, weapons for self-defense that are actually effective and not stupid gimmicks. Um, part of the problem is it's, it's how it's how the marketing of self-defense products works. Because women are less inclined to um, be in, interested in self-defense, and usually they only become interested in self-defense after something has happened to them specifically. Um, so because of that, they often, people who are trying to market products to women will go to gimmicky lengths to get their attention in the hopes of overcoming that hurdle. And as a result, I think a lot of dumb stuff gets created and marketed and happens. So, okay, so all of my various death threats aside, I thought I would do a, a podcast on what you should do, uh, what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to being stalked and threatened and harassed. People criticize each other on the internet all the time. People make fun of each other on the internet. You have to have a thick skin, like I said in a previous podcast. You have to be able to withstand criticism. But when criticism crosses the line into saying things about you that aren't true, defaming and libeling you, threatening you, actually threatening you with violence or the implied threat of violence. And, you know, all the people who make threats online think they're very clever and think if they just couch their words in a certain way, they'll get away with it. Um, that is not the case. Uh, you know, we all know what you're doing. You're not fooling anybody by trying to get clever with your language. When you make threats, it's very obvious what they are. And it's obvious to law enforcement, too, who are every bit as familiar with these little tricks as anybody else. They may not always be able to do something directly, but they always want to. You know, good law enforcement officers really do want to help. It's their job. They wake up and, and it's not... There are people who think that cops wake up and go, who can I abuse today? Overwhelmingly, police wake up every day and go, the people out there who have committed crimes, I would like to catch them. That's, that's how they get their job fulfillment. So while it is possible to avoid a certain amount of conflict online... Uh, and you could avoid it all by never having an opinion and never posting anything. Um, if you don't pick fights with weirdos, that's a that's a good step in the right direction. But you can't always avoid it. Um, I have made a commitment to try and stay out of martial arts politics, and I keep getting drawn into weird, petty conflicts. There's an episode of this podcast from a little while ago, Revenge of the, or I think yeah, I think it's Revenge of the Hema Dorks, uh, historical European martial arts, and that was all about a guy who left a rude comment on my Instagram channel, and when I told him to go be a mustache twirling douchebag somewhere else. He posted multiple posts about how he wanted to duel me and, and posted a video on Facebook calling me a coward by name. You know, these are responses that are completely disproportionate to the offense given. Like, all I did was tell you not to be rude on my Instagram channel, man. You started this. And I didn't go looking for that guy. He came to me. So this happens. And sometimes you will just draw the ire of a crazy person and they will attack you for no reason seemingly or often by association like i have been attacked by people who were angry that i was friends with other people i've been banned from forums back in the days of internet forums because i was friends with the wrong people um the usual suspect network that forum i used to be in really good standing there i used to get along great with the people there but because i was friends with the wrong people at the time people who have since decided they weren't my friends anyway, which is the real irony, I got banned from the Usual Suspect Network for by association, um, which was really rude, and the guy who runs Usual Suspect Network is uh, a jerk. 
So if you're in USN and you're wondering, why, why isn't Phil Elmore ever there? Well, I'm not in any forums anymore, really, because nobody really does that. We're all on social media now, but, but that's why. <laughs> so what should you do after you've tried to avoid picking fights with weirdos? Um, you know, but you can't always. If you pick up a stalker, if someone is making threats, actual threats, they're threatening you, they're threatening your family, they're implying violence, they're telling you that they're going to get other people who are violent after you by telling them things about you that aren't true, any of these things, what do you do? Well, it turns out, and I have learned this through hard experience, there are certain steps you can take in order, and there are certain rules you should follow. The first one is uh, to document everything. Do not assume that you will always have, like, say somebody sends you a Facebook Messenger thread. Well, don't assume that you'll always have a, uh, access to your Facebook account. If you get locked out of Facebook, you wouldn't necessarily have that evidence that someone was threatening you. So make a copy. Take screen captures. Um, I have a program that lets me fire up a video capture of my screen, and then you can scroll through messages and record things as video that way. You can even add commentary with the microphone. Um, uh, that one is called uh, Snagit, I think. I have a number of programs that do stuff like that. Um, so always document everything when you get threats. Keep records, write down notes, make notes of when things happen so that you remember when certain things occurred. Record your interactions, not just so that you have a record of what other people have said, but so that you have a record of what you said so that no one can accuse you of saying and doing things that you didn't say and do. Uh, document, document, document. There's so many different ways you can do that. Um, it's not easy to record your own phone calls, but I know there's ways around that. There are certain programs that will do that uh, and certain programs that won't. Like I have a voice recorder on my phone that you can record voice memos all day long, but it will not let you record a phone call. So uh, there's ways around that. You can buy like a, a little in-ear microphone that connects to a digital recorder and then you can put the phone up to your ear. It hears you speaking and it hears the sound coming out of the earpiece of the phone uh, because it's up against your ear. So, you know, document everything. Keep records of everything so that you have a complete trail of the harassment, of the threats. Uh, then second, this is important, don't engage. Um, that you, you aren't going to gain anything by trying to talk to a crazy person who's threatening you. You're not going to reason with them. Resist the urge to try and talk it out with them because crazy people cannot be reasoned with. They will not keep their word. They will not do what they say they're going to do just because you agreed with them to do it. Um, don't try to appease them. Appeasing an abuser just encourages them to abuse you further. Do not do any of that. Don't engage. Um, and it's a common human impulse to try and work things out like people. We forget that the people that are threatening us wouldn't be threatening us if they were capable of interacting on a human level. They're not, or, or you know, they're people who need to make threats. So don't try to reason with them. Just don't engage, don't talk to them. Uh, what you need to do is on social media where these things happen, report all interactions that violate the terms of service of the social media site where these things happen. Um, Facebook, Twitter, sites like that, they're really bad about this. Um, I reported the guy who put up a video that said, Phil Elmore is a coward. They actually sent me back a thing that said, essentially, we don't have the resources to look at this, so we're not going to bother. <laughs> That's how much they care about people abusing their terms of service. You know, if you post a conservative meme, they'll fact check, fact check that to hell and gone and move you lower in the news feed and kick you off Facebook for a month or whatever. Uh, you know, you can't have people criticizing Joe Biden on Facebook, but boy, you know, you can threaten other people all day long, apparently, and they won't do anything. Um, but if enough people flag something enough times, 
cumulatively, it may help eventually. So always report it, always use the system, it, mostly so that you can say that you tried. Um, while you're not engaging, so like somebody, say somebody comes to my Facebook wall and posts something really nasty. I'm not gonna argue with them, I'm not gonna insult them back, just immediately report the post, uh, don't engage. And then, after you've reported all of the stuff, block them. Block them everywhere you can. If you can think of anywhere else that you can block them, do that. If they have a spouse, block that spouse too. If they have friends that you know they're really buddy-buddy with, block them too so that they're not using anybody in their network to be monitoring you. You're not going to be able to stop them. They can always create a new account that you've never interacted with to look at your stuff. Um, and, you know, I refuse to hide. I'm not going to live behind, you know, the shutters of, of protected accounts. That's not what I'm about. But there's no reason that somebody should be allowed to continually poke at you and harass you and, you know, laugh at you or whatever. So just block them. Um, if the harassment is coming by telephone or through some means that isn't the Internet, things get a little more serious. Um, and so what you should do is record those calls, record those interactions using the technology I mentioned, if you can. Um, if the threats become serious, if the harassment has gotten serious, if you can't stop them, if it's if it's crossed this line into threats of violence or it's become pernicious harassment, then it's time to go to law enforcement. Law enforcement wants to help. Um, they can't always do something, but you should work on developing a good relationship with the police in your area if you can. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have one of those good relationships. I actually know some of the police in my area personally. Um, what you should do is contact your local police. Not the. I know the impulse would be, well, why would I contact someone? Let, let's say I'm being harassed by someone in Oklahoma. <laughs> why would I, in New York, contact police in New York when the police in Oklahoma could actually do something? Well, they're not going to do something. They will tell you to call your local police. So you call your local police, you tell them what's going on, and then they, if they need to, will contact police in the other state because the, the law enforcement will work together in that way. What you don't want to do is, is start with the police in the other state because they'll just refer you back over to your locals. If you can get contact information for the person stalking and harassing you, that is very helpful. You won't always be able to do that. Sometimes people are super anonymous. Often you're being harassed, though, by somebody who you know who it is. If you can get their contact information you know, through the Internet, there's a number of ways to get that. Then have law enforcement contact them. That is what I had the, the cops do when Pumpkin Guy, who was a martial arts instructor in, like, Massachusetts. I've forgotten his name. I forget. I think it was something like that. Somewhere in New England. So I called the cops because he was legitimately threatening death. He was threatening to murder me with his keychain tool, which is absurd, but there you have it. So I called the cops. The cops called his local police. The local police called him. And then they reported, it was reported back to me through the chain about the conversation. He was not impressed by being contacted by the police until they let him know. Like uh, At first he was really, uh, uh, what are you going to do about it? And then they were like, well, you did threaten to murder someone across state lines. And that gentled him down some because you, not, you just can't do that. It becomes a very serious legal matter. If I had wanted to, I could have, if, and let's say pumpkin guy had continued making threats. I could have gone back to law enforcement and said the threats haven't stopped. I wish to press charges. I don't know if those charges would have been for harassment or if they would have legitimately been for making terroristic threats. A lot would depend on the laws and the various jurisdictions involved, and I'm actually not sure if that would be my jurisdiction or his. But uh, at, at any rate, it was a, it eventually impressed on pumpkin guy 
maybe stop threatening to murder people with your keychain. Uh, and so he went away and I never heard from him again. So much so that I've forgotten what his name was. Uh, but yeah, go to your cops. If the harassment, if the threats continue, continue going to the police. Um, and if you can, get an email address where you can send, like if this is social media, you will have all kinds of links and screen captures and evidence that you can send. Make sure you get that email address. Pass that all along. Uh, okay, that was step number four, I think, in my list. No, block them. Five was go to your local police. Six is if the threats continue, follow up with law enforcement and press charges. Uh, and then finally, um, seven. This is a step that you would take, uh, albeit uh, um, reluctantly. You got to have money. I am fortunate enough to have a little money, not a lot. But I have enough for these things if they become necessary. I don't like to have to prioritize things like this, which is why I prefer not to have to deal with them. But you may have to retain an attorney. Uh, attorneys want to help you. They're really happy to help you. Um, I've talked to some really good ones. Um, I, When I first started exploring the idea of uh, suing someone for internet harassment, I think it was the folks at Bullshito who had actually said some things about me that were just flat not true. I actually talked to uh, some attorneys. I want to say they were in the southern tier of New York State. Uh, and they specialized in internet stuff. And the guy, he gave me a free consult. He went through the forum. He's like, look, there's some stuff here that would be considered fair use and free speech. There's other stuff here that wouldn't be. Um, here's how much money we would need to make a go of that. I eventually made the decision to put them on retainer but not have them do anything because I didn't want to spend the money. It just wasn't, the, the cost value wasn't there. And, you know, down through the years, the folks at Bushido have become increasingly irrelevant um, to the point where nobody cares what they have to say anyway. This was a long time ago. This was when I was much younger um, and before my my outer hide had thickened. So simple, simple, uh, 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 well, it really did cross the line into defamation, but not in a way that was hurting me. There are very varying degrees. Certainly no one there ever threatened to murder me that I can think of. Um, but you may need to retain a lawyer. What do you use that lawyer for? Well, the first thing you do, and this is where having contact information for the person harassing you is important. The first thing you do is send a cease and desist letter. A cease and desist letter is essentially firing a warning shot across their bow. It in and of itself does not have any legal authority. No one has ever had to comply with a cease and desist order because it had the binding force of law. That's not how it works. The cease and desist letter coming from your lawyer is basically you waving and saying, hey, I have a law firm, and if you don't stop it, you'll get more mail from the law firm and you won't like it. Um, and then if the behavior that you're trying to cease and desist does not cease and desist, then you pursue civil legal action through your law firm. Uh, that's, that's the end of what you can do between going to law enforcement and pursuing civil redress of your grievances. That's it. That's the ultimate, that's all you can do. In a civilized society, and I realize I'm talking, a lot of you are martial arts people. A lot of you are self-defense people. A lot of you have more self-defense weapons, you know, than Mad Max on a, on a Friday night out with a date, you know, just kicking around in your couch cushions. I understand how frustrating it is. Um, I have been in a situation before where a loved one was threatened by a homeless guy and we had to file a restraining order. And I remember feeling so frustrated that there was nothing I personally could do. Here it is, I know all this stuff about self-defense and none of it's applicable because you can't just march out and take justice into your own hands. You can't. So I get that you're frustrated that you have to follow the systems, but if, if the guidelines I'm giving you have any kind of 
overarching theme, it's that use the system and stay within the lines. Follow the law. Don't break the law yourself. Make no mistakes of your own. Follow the rules and you will come out okay. It is not legal for anyone to threaten you. To, it is not legal for someone to repeatedly threaten to dox you or your family, to try and extort you and control your behavior that way. Don't let them. Go to the cops, get a lawyer, file the paperwork, do what you have to do to make it stop. And that is the best advice I can give you for dealing with, with cyber stalkers and harassment and even real life stalkers. I have dealt with some real life uh, stalkers too, not, not stalkers of me, but people who were stalking people that I knew and liked and wanted to help. Um, I once had to record myself delivering a message to an individual in person. I was extremely careful. I, I brought that person a box of stuff uh, that he had dropped off and I said, here is your box of stuff. The party that you've been attempting to contact doesn't wish to hear from you. Please do not contact them in the future. Um, any future communication you would like to have with them will have to go through me, regrettably. Uh, and I was very careful. And I, I showed the recording to a law enforcement officer of my acquaintance. And he said, bravo, you did everything right. This is exactly handled legally, properly, professionally. So there are ways to handle these things. Unfortunately, they all hinge on self-restraint and discipline and patience. This is, a, this is a long game when it comes to dealing with somebody who's harassing you. You have to be very patient. It takes a while for these systems to work, but they do work. Um, and I know this from experience multiple times. It occurred to me recently that I've dealt with this problem over and over again in my life, and it all went back to making enemies with crazy people. So nine times out of 10, you can prevent these things from happening by not picking fights with lunatics. Unfortunately, that 10th time, and this has happened to me too. Sometimes it just comes at you and you had no control over it. The irony, you know, of all the enemies I've made to end up getting harassed and threatened by someone who I've never done anything to, that's irony. So, and it, it can happen to anyone. All you have to do is utter any opinion and it can happen to you. Um, just recently, I think it was Drew Barrymore posted a video of herself frolicking in the rain and someone came out and said, this is racism. Now that's absurd. It's perfectly absurd. But do you think that this woman had any idea when she posted a video of dancing around in the rain that anyone could think that was racist and try to get a mob to go after her and harass her and tell her she's a racist? No. I just pulled that out of the air because it happened just in the news like yesterday uh, or the day before. Sometime recently. I heard it in podcasts yesterday. So follow these rules. Do what you can to stay out of trouble. And if trouble finds you, do what I've just said. That's all you can do. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Martial Arts Podcast. I have been Phil Elmore. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.